Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the People's Choice Podcast. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the People's Choice Podcast. I truly appreciate you taking the time out your day to watch or listen to this podcast. And boy, do I have a great guest for you. Man, this man right here has over 10 plus years in the game as far as the music industry. This guy has been working with some of the greatest musicians that we know of and some really popular ones as well. He's also done some work for Disney, Telemundo. I mean, we go on and on and made some amazing, amazing work at a project like Bugatti and you see? Man, uh, you're killing me. LF3. to be here man i was looking forward to this man but Thank uh you. yeah checked you out man you got some really nice interviews and i'm super honored to be uh be here with you on the podcast and thank you brother. The, the honor is all mine man i mean for real like you know i studied your work and it's just mind-blowing you know like the places you've been and the challenges that you're still to this day even put into yourself man it's it's truly awesome so we're gonna have a good time and you know just unwind all this and i like to start from the beginning so let's start from you growing up in luxor arkansas so what's your greatest uh memories there and one of your favorite uh things or places to uh to do out there wow luxor arkansas yeah so luxor arkansas is a small town of about uh i think a total of 1800 people and uh i think that also includes cats and dogs as well um <laughs> It's it's a very small place. Where everybody kind of knows each other. And I grew up there where I started on music, um, working with people in the neighborhood. And I would do some production and help people write lyrics. And then I did a lot of engineering. And uh, as time went on, um, I didn't actually graduate high school. I ended up dropping out and getting my GED. And one of the turning points for me is uh, the GED teacher looked at me and she was like, uh, tell me who the five people closest to you are and i'll tell you the kind of person you'll be and at the time in my life you know some of the influences could have been a little better um i wasn't putting myself in the best position and that kind of really rocked me and it made me kind of do like a like a 180 i started going back got my ged and i was really proud of that and then i went to talk to my uncle you know telling him i got the ged and he's like oh that's great that you got the ged he's like but uh what, what what's your plans now and I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to be an accountant. And the look on his face was just complete <laughs> shock because he knew what I had been doing all these years. And he's like, are you doing it um, for the paycheck? Or are you doing it because it's something you really love? Because if you work doing something you love, then you technically never have a day of work. Yep. So true. And, and that, that's what led me on the path to start going and explore engineering which uh, led me to a couple pretty cool opportunities in my, in my career along that path. And uh, I ended up um, doing some interning. Uh, I ended up going to school actually in uh, full sail, actually out in Orlando, Florida. Shout uh, out to full sail. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to full sail. Um, and then I inter interned at a couple of places until eventually uh, I was picked up by my, my mentor at the time, Jeff Villanueva, who brought me in to work at uh, we, the best, where I ended up doing that for, for a few years and um, got some amazing chances to work with some, some of the best artists. Um, ended up getting a chance. Uh, one of my biggest credits that I landed during that time was uh, Bugatti yeah, with, yeah. Uh, with Ace Hood and, and Future, yeah. Future and Rick Ross and, and 
I, yeah. I love that song, honestly, man. Like that's one. It was one of my favorite songs, and that's why it's just such a, such an honor to actually get to talk and get to know like one of the people, one of the key people behind making this, you know. And like, wow, because I, I woke up and then we got it, you know. What I'm saying like that, that was like the hype song. I was like, when that song dropped, I was still playing football, and I honestly, if that wasn't number one, it had to be like number two of like always all the like songs we always play to hype the team up like we just start getting the dances and shit man like, it was crazy oh my goodness great times it was amazing um i remember that was like for me at the beginning of my career like i was like studio furniture like i was literally the guy who was there 80 to 100 hours a week like i was the first one there and last one out and I remember the uh, that particular situation with Bugatti. Uh, the way it turned out is uh, my mentor wasn't in town, um, Khaled's engineer wasn't in town, and Ace Hood's own engineer wasn't in town. And Future showed up, and he only had thirty minutes. Which, of course, you know they could have called another engineer, but in thirty minutes, who's going to show up fast enough? Yeah. And they just had me there, <laughs> and. Uh, they got the mic going, got the mic going, sat there, and we put down what became the course to Bugatti in like 20 minutes. Like, I remember as quick as it happened, it's just like so fast. And uh, I remember thinking at the release, I mean, just before the release, you know, when it was created, nobody really thought um, it was going to be what it was. Uh, and I think a lot of times with music is you don't know where it's going to find its home. You don't know where it's going to go. You don't know where the crowd is, how people receive it. And for us, you know, you got to kind of look at the perspective of something we just threw together in 20 minutes. You know, it's hard to think in that moment, those 20 minutes pass. And so like, yeah, this is gold. But sometimes you can catch like, I don't know. I don't know the, 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 the saying catch, like catch lightning in the bottle, man. I was about to say lightning in a bottle. That's what yeah, I was about to say. Man. Lightning in a bottle. And that was the particular moment in time where, yeah, I caught lightning in a bottle. And, uh, Honestly, almost every opportunity I've had in my career has led to a situation like that where I was just the right right place, right time, doing the right thing with the right people. Um, and yeah, so that's how that's how um, a lot of that got started for me in the engineering. Mm -hmm. And now currently uh, I do music uh, as production. I still do engineering, um, but now I've been working more on the production side. Uh, I got a nice group of artists that I work with. Um, Shout out to Del Siobhan, Noelle Sings, uh, Lee Maddock, Mark Maid, amazing artists that I work with on, on, a, on, a, on a daily basis. And I'm really blessed to have them um, blessing my beats um, because they do some crazy things sometimes. So as, produ as producing, um, back about two years ago, um, well, I'll go back to the birth of my daughter. The birth of my daughter, I kind of slowed down and tried to look more for like a nine to five kind of thing um, in my career. And I was, that's where a lot of my work with Disney came, more corporate events and stuff like that. And uh, I remember that when the pandemic happened, um, you know, corporate events weren't happening during the pandemic. Yeah. But um, I discovered that you can make beats on your phone. And I always used to make beats, you know, but the fact that it was so easy. And during the pandemic, I started making beats on my phone again and again. I was like, oh, I got about. 12 of them. I got about 12 of them here. That's, that's pretty good. So what am I going to do with them? And then I just kept making more, making more. And eventually I started releasing them. I think, uh, it was around April of 2001 was whenever I began just releasing to social media, no name, no explanation. It was just a number and a small, small visual of a, a beat being played. That was all you got. And, um, isn't that amazing how time has changed where like, you know, like we, we could, you know, do that and post it. But now it's like with algorithms and everything, it's like, man, like you got to have like <laughs> keywords and all this other stuff where oh, it's like for your stuff to, you know, post at a certain time. It's it's crazy how the algorithms have affected the game. <laughs> oh, so much, so much. There's there's just um Man, there's so much to learn with all this new technology now. I know um, TikTok's a whole other platform nowadays that you have mm -hmm. to get on, and and that's another part of your your media, um, which I'm trying to get more comfortable into that platform. Mm -hmm. But um, at, when I did that streak, I started back in April, and I think 
uh, now I'm reaching like week 113 this Saturday. Awesome. Um, Congrats on that. Let me get ground ball for that. Thank you, man. Thank you. Is that that is so like let's talk a little more about that. Like, like when what inspired you to start that streak? Was it strictly just the like the pandemic, or was it just like you know, I want to do something that's never been done? Because like I, I really don't know anyone that's like any producers, and I've talked to many. I don't know if any of them's ever done what you're doing, like making a new instrumental, making a new beat every week. Like that's so challenging demanding but it also like shows like man how much of a go-getter you are you know to like continue to keep that going thank you man thank you no uh it is very challenging i think what started it is just the fact that um i was just creating at such a high volume and i didn't know what to do with it and it just seemed silly to just let it sit around and i figured why just not let my people know if anybody um and just as it as it went further it was just crazy like I remember at first I was getting probably like 15 views on in a month. Like nobody was paying attention. It was just going out, but I just kept going and kept going. By the time I broke 50, people started to pay a little more attention to what I was doing. It became a lot more um, watched for at that point. Hmm. And as I went through and did it more and more, I actually started to um, create albums Um out of some of that, of some of that material, because I wanted to have something that was released. I didn't want to have it just straight to social media and be done type thing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's when I started going to albums and one thing led to another. I started working with great musicians. Um, a couple of my albums were kind of like the journey of, um, just my personal growth of getting back to the music. Um, a lot of them have just been, examples of that i've had the flower ceremony and uh, uh an album called week 104 that celebrated the two-year mark of releasing the music and um most of those have just been just allowing me just to be myself um from every last bit i think that's that's the best thing that's come along from all this is um you know you get in the entertainment uh industry and you try to think what's the best way to represent yourself and a lot of times it's just being yourself oh man that's that's so powerful like this always i swear like it's always the little things that where it's like you just say it but it's like that's so powerful because like so many times we see like especially on social media too many guys and girls are sounding alike and a lot of them are trying to be something that they're not but it's like man when you just be yourself like who could be you better than you i think i heard snoop dogg say that once you know and like when you're in your own element and you're really doing something that you're passionate about and love and don't mind putting in uh, 60 hours, 80 hours, however many hours it takes to get what you want to uh, um, achieve and accomplish. Like it's, it's a real beautiful thing. So absolutely. Yeah, and so powerful. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> no. And that's, that's, that's been the route um, that I've taken is, you know, even, even down to the name that I chose when I went with LF3, that was my next question, actually. Yeah, like where, <laughs> where the name LF3 came from. So yeah, LF3 actually, um, that's my initials. Uh, I'm the third generation, um, Luis Fernandez the third. And um, so I decided to just go with L- LF3. Um, and what what I like to say is kind of just to harp on what I just previously said is, you know, I, I didn't know any better person to play other than myself. Mm-hmm. So then I'd rather just be lf3 which is myself and the funny thing about it though is um my uh handle on most social media is real dot lf3 and a lot of times people look at it and visually they they put an i in there and they always say real life (laughs) that's actually pretty cool though you know like real life (laughs) that's exactly what i'm going for so like when that's like a mistake i don't even feel like correcting sometimes it's just it's it's great that it happened like that you know Mm-hmm. that's a pretty cool name too like like i'm thinking like back in the day when you know like that was a staple like let's say like djs had to have cool names and stuff you know <laughs> like, <laughs> dj real life you know what i'm saying like trying to think of something like that like i've been oh man that's dope i might take that one day <laughs> unless there's somebody already out there like i don't want to you know copyright or trademark <laughs> there you go there you go bro. <laughs> no i've seen it a couple times what is it uh chris paul i think he's a He's a third generation. They call him CP3, right? Yep, CP3. Yep, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's uh, a lot of a lot of great. Uh, a lot actually, like number three what, is very lucky. Oh, go ahead. What would yours? What would yours be? 
mine's would be <laughs> well it's funny because like since I, I i play sports and i always had like these numbers that meant something okay but, you know but i am the second though so mine's okay. would be ap2 you know so Ooh, AP2, you know that's actually pretty man. dope <laughs> that's actually pretty nice though, i get a lot what's your album coming out oh man <laughs> september no. <laughs> there we go there we go hey Hope I, honestly i'm ready let's do it i was gonna say if i do <laughs> drop an album i would need like your blessing like on it like oh, man dude, like absolutely. you're you're super talented man like for real like i know we talked you know about you know bugatti which is such a such a big hit when that came out and i want to ask do you have any like you know cool or funny stories or behind the scenes stories in the process of making that or any any music that you have with musicians that you that you want to just think about and be like man like, that was magic or that was a funny time or that was a great time man Oh my goodness. You know, it's so funny. Like when these questions come up, it's always situational. Like <laughs> usually there's always a time where something comes up. I'm like, oh, I remember when this happened. Um, but in this particular moment, I'm trying to think one of the funny times uh, for me in the studio is like, I remember being in, in the studio with Ace, that guy, amazing guy, like stand up guy, hardworking, but he is a very funny guy as well. <laughs> and I remember being in the studio with him. Sometimes we would, um, try to come up with the most ridiculous stories for each other to see which one of us will bust a laugh first. And, <laughs> and, and we would just say some of the most craziest things. Like I can't even recall what was said, but just the fact that we, that was the premises to see who would crack first was just the most hilarious idea for me. But uh, his Trump card for me is <laughs> it got to a point where he'd always be like, Hey, how you, how your mom doing? I was like, all right, game over. Man. <laughs> like, all right. You got me. And, and I remember one time, um, when I was working out in Miami, I didn't take a lot of pictures uh, with a lot of the people I worked with. You know, you're kind of in the moment. And as a professional, you want to kind of respect people's place and kind of show that there's a time and place for things like that. Mm. So when my mom came, though, it was a completely different story. Uh, mom wasn't going to come through without taking pictures of everybody she introduced herself to. Mm. And uh, while taking the pictures, I remember Ace was in the middle of a session. And she was like, oh, is Ace here? And I, I went in to go ask. And when I told him that my mom was here, just <laughs> off of the times that we joked in the past, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I, could, I can't wait. He's like, I've been waiting for this. And I'm like, yo, man, calm down. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since that day, he would always mess with me. Like, he's like, hey, how your mom doing? Tell, tell her I said, what's up? And I was like, yo. <laughs> Man, shout but, out to uh, Ace Hood, man. He absolutely man, he's very awesome. playful dude. Like he's he's <laughs> super cool, down to earth. Like the guy I joke about, like the pranks, all kinds of stuff. Like super fun person to be around. And that was one of the funny things of interacting with with him and being in some of those sessions is just some of those little things. Like you can't really make up a story of like who lasts first, who says the most crazy things. And sometimes in the studio, you're in there locked in with people like eight. 10 hours in a day and you got to find ways to break up that constant workflow and and he's really good at that like mm. he has a way of making the sessions fun making them a vibe you know it, it's it's always a different atmosphere when he was in the session like great artist very talented awesome man and shout out to him for always making great music i i actually check out his fitness uh journey too like i mean he's bulked up like tremendously man, man you know? yes he he's, has He's a good dude, man. Good dude. I could tell. I never met him, but I could tell just from like how he puts his videos and, of course, his music out there. And everything, dude. everything from the workouts to the work ethic, like that guy keeps all stages at the same level. So I wanted to ask you, like, that there is no number one hip hop um, song or album in this year so far. And we're like halfway, more than halfway done with the year. Like That's amazing. Like, what do you, what's your thoughts on that? Especially, you know, cause you're in that field, you know, you're constantly creating and you've worked with some amazing talented peers and great music. Like, what's your thoughts on that? You know, I think um, there's going to be a change coming soon to the industry of some, like, I feel like we were, the industry is always changing. It always has, you know, but the, the one thing is, is the big machines are, are one of the least people that want to change. Like when it came from going from CDs to streaming platforms, you know how hard it was to get to move to those. But now look at where we're at. And I think where we're even shifting towards now is the fact that so much information is consumed on social media. 
like uh, the key for a lot of artists to monetize is on social media, but there's not awards for people having the most views and clicks on, on social media for their song right now. So maybe if, I don't know, it's kind of hard to think of what the criteria is like, there's no way that all bad music was made in the hip hop sector for this year. There's no way that that's because we've all heard great records throughout the year, you know, great things here and there. Um, but it's just, it's just wild to see. Um, I just think the way we're consuming music is differently. I think that's the only thing that indicates hip hop is still as popular as, it, as it's always been. Let's yeah. not confuse that. Oh, yeah. It's not to say like, <laughs> Oh, hip hop's not going to be it anymore soon, guys. Like, no, nah, that's not it. <laughs> no. It's just where people are consuming hip hop is not where they're recording these numbers from. I think. And so that, that's so true. I was, I was going to say, like on TikTok, I mean, it seems like every week there's a new trending song or out there. But then it's like that's why, like, the news was shocking to me to find out there hasn't been like. I mean, there's been plenty of artists, like, um, you know. Trying to think off my head, like uh, Corla Ray, like, um, Ice Spice, uh, plenty of others that get millions of views on these videos and they throw like a snippet. And I know those are just, you know, there's just names that throw out there because I, I think they're on the headline for TikTok. They call them like TikTok artists you know, or TikTok royalty. <laughs> We're talking about like, um, actually, I was looking through on TikTok recently. About, there was a resurgence of Bugatti Surface not long ago, a few mm -hmm. months back. And everybody was making videos on TikTok of them driving the most ridiculous thing. Like people were in bo like cardboard boxes and they had Bugatti playing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, <laughs> the funniest trend ever. And I got I went down that rabbit hole for hours just watching all the people doing with the Bugatti record, like what people said they were in. It's just the funniest, like definitely gotta check it out. It's hilarious. I, I gotta check it out. Let's see if I can put some of that in this video. That's that would be freaking hilarious. That and but it's crazy though how people are consuming music nowadays like where it was before like you go get the cd or even when you uh, download the mp3 of it now it's like streams but i think i seen snoop even talking about where he was confused on like how are artists getting like paid for the that streams if he was like because if i had like a million streams shouldn't i get like at least a million dollars or <laughs> like he was you know kind of joking about it but you know it's amazing how streams and how things are calculated now or how like the measuring stick of like what's considered number one hit and what's not because you go on tiktok there's millions of kids jamming to something <laughs> hip-hop related but then it's like you look at the charts and it's like oh shit <laughs> like do you yeah, where's it going there yeah you know like do you do you think like how long you think this drought will of hip-hop like will be in i still don't even know if it's there i just think the recording data uh to verify that it's still as dominant as it always is is just you know because like are those numbers still calculated based on what people are paying for or what people are casually listening to and i don't know how the weighting of that works versus um well i do know a little bit about it, it it's just different the way that it's consumed. I'm wondering if like the reason why these numbers are skewed is they're being consumed in different ways. I, I, I have a feeling that that has a large portion to do with it because a lot of times nowadays in music, it's like, it's not even like where's the best place to deliver your music, but where's the first place you can get it to people like the quickest way you can get it to them. And that's why I feel like the shift has fallen on social media is like what quicker way can you reach somebody than the person who just grabbed their phone with like foggy eyes in the morning and then there's shipping, <laughs> you know like that's a lot of us are guilty of that same thing you know that's where mm -hmm. we oh my god and if we get a, a and the crazy thing is if we get in a crazy enough bit of information or news in that morning hour we'll spring right at a bit i know i will like if i find something across my feed or an email or something i've been waiting on, i'm like okay i gotta get up now <laughs> it doesn't matter the time if it comes through and it's important i'm like okay that's that's so true see my eyes normally that when the direct deposit hits the bias <laughs> oh shit <laughs> let's go let's... <laughs> man i had to go back to like um i remember going through cassettes like my mother's cassette collection like before i before i ever started making music um and looking back now it's like man mom had some really good music selection in there um i remember in that cassette collection she had was bag company meatloaf um keith sweat and warren g 
and uh, I think Biggie was in there too. And a lot of those growing up listening to those, like, and as you could, like, all those are very different influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I remember out of the collection, those are the ones like I would always put those in. I enjoyed those cassettes. There was just so many different, and so a lot of my inspiration in music came from just going through mom's collection. Um, and I remember that all led me to eventually buying my first album, which I'll never forget to this day. Like, mm-hmm. I bought the Fuji's album was my very first album, and I think classic. Upon buying those albums and having these these uh, pieces of music in my collection, like it started a bug. Like that was that was the love for music from that point on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yep. And that for me, that's what did it. You know, I became a fan first before I started working in it. So, yes, definitely. I actually think that's the best way before you like kind of jump into like almost anything is like become a fan, become obsessed mm-hmm. with it, and then just like ride it. And because that's actually that's kind of how I did with podcasting. <laughs> like, I have to my, enjoy the process. Yeah, you know? you know, like I mean, you don't like you want, of course, you want to take it serious, but you got to remember like. You know, you only got one life, man. You got to enjoy it. And the fact that you got to also applaud yourself that, you know, how many people that you know personally that could say, I'm doing what I love to do? There's yeah. not many, man. <laughs> and wow. I tell people all the time, man, like, please chase after your, your goals or your dreams. Like, even if you don't conquer it, like, there's no shame in, like, trying, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, you might actually meet some great people or actually might discover a hidden passion that you might have even in the pursuit of that. So I always try to tell, like, my peeps when and when I do my other side, like, podcasts and stuff, you know, like, try to spit some knowledge and advice, you know. <laughs> Like I've been around the world or something, but still that's like, I felt that in my heart, you know, like, man, you know, you only got one life, man, you know, just go for it. You know, it's the crazy thing about passion though. A lot of times it's like the amount of uh, stuff you'll put up with for something you love is so crazy sometimes. And um, I think that's why going to work for something you're passionate about, like is so closely correlated with success. You know, because like that's something you need in your life. Like, I think I was hearing an interview with Dr. Dre where they asked him, like, um, if you weren't producing, what would you be doing? And he's like, man, if I was a plumber, I'd still be making music. So, like, that just goes to show it's like, and I think of the same for myself. Like, even if I was doing any other job, you know, if I was a janitor at a high school, I'd still be making this music. I'd still be dropping it out weekly. Um, I That's just like, I don't see myself stopping that. Like it feels so good even to me personally. And it doesn't even matter if people are enjoying it outside. I want them to enjoy it. But what's more important is that I enjoy what I'm putting out there. And I feel like it's a good representation. And I think that's what, that's what you need to focus on. You need to not focus on the trends and and what everybody else is doing. Um, Make music that you agree with, get it out there. You never know who your fans are going to be. You never know who's going to love it. You never know if it's going to be the next hit record. You don't. You don't know any of that. That's so you don't true. Know any of it. Yeah, hundred percent. That's so true. I, I remember um, this is some great great advice. A, a, a good friend of mine told me one time. I had this crush on this girl back in like high school, <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> "Alvin, shoot your shot." And I was like, "I don't really know." I was giving myself kind of like like, oh, "Why was she?" Yeah, I mean, she was one of the hottest girls in school. I mean, she could have any guy she basically wanted. I was like, oh, why was she, you know what I'm saying? Like, not trying to downplay myself, but I was like, there's other people who got, like, you know, six-pack abs and nice cars already in high school and all this other stuff. You know, but he's like, hey, look, man, if you don't take your, your, you know, shoot your shot, you know, you're the biggest loser in the world because you didn't even try. Mm. <laughs> and I was like damn and ever <laughs> since he said that like i've kind of approached life like that and i'm like you know what what's the worst they're gonna say is no you know like oh true. no okay whatever <laughs> you know like so i started taking that uh, and use that for my career field for uh, like different opportunities like i always like yeah go ahead <laughs> what's the worst is gonna say is no you know what i'm saying like it's it's amazing how I, my, my brain operates and quotes and everything and i'm a big quote guy i mean i got it tatted on me i got stuff around i used to have a big nice sign before it fell <laughs> and it broke so i gotta go to what's, place what's your what's your favorite i mean that's one of mine up there yeah. what's what's your yeah. favorite quote what's your favorite quote my favorite quote man i heard this and it just shook me this was like back in 2011 maybe 
And it was a quote. I don't know if Big Sean made this quote or if it just made me hear it before, but I heard from Big Sean. He was in he was doing a freestyle and he said, I'm trying to make the greatest story never told and make it my own. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> I like that. I said, damn, that was fire, you know, like or I'm trying basically I'm trying to tell the greatest story, or I'm gonna tell the greatest story never told me own. Something like that. But I was like, cause your story is your life, you know, your experiences. Like there's some things that you experience that others will never, you know, in a million years, you know, good and bad. And I want like my life story one day, whenever I decide to either make a book or heck, if everyone wants to just keep watching my podcast and see me grow, you know, until, you know, when it's all said and done, like, I want to be able to like, look back at my life and be like, I think I have one of the greatest life stories like ever, you know, coming from like nothing and being poor and like, you know, failing in school to then turn it all around and pursue my dreams and conquer my dreams and start new dreams and new things. Like that's, that's the life I want to like remember, you know, like, or at least mm. when I'm on my deathbed, like, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, like I, I did it, you know, like I have no regrets, you know, stuff like that. So that's my favorite quote. Mm. Try and make the greatest story never told make my own. Hmm. So what's your favorite quote? Is it, is it, you know, your basically your company, which we'll talk a little more about that. Just be great. Well, that that's a part of it. Um, but I mean, a, a direct quote, um, I, there was a time like when, when my daughter was um, being born where I went crazy with the reading and I got like really interested in some philosophy. I'm not a big philosopher or nothing, but there were things I read along the way that really like resonated with me. And one of them was something by uh, Nietzsche. And he said, uh, a man with a why can bear almost anyhow. Mm, that's and powerful. For, yeah. For me, like that was really that was really insightful it's almost like and and i feel like in my life it's been like that a lot of times it's like i've always had a why and i never knew what the how was but i figured it out you know i i just i just knew what the why was i didn't know what the how was but i figured it out piece by piece you know even to today there's certain things that come up and it's like man i don't know how i figured that out again but it all worked out and, and you just got to trust the process you know a lot of the times we talked we were just talking about earlier is about just enjoying the journey and, and sometimes is the figuring out process you know that's so that, true that's, man that's where the real growth happens so that, that is so true i think we learn more from the journey than we do from when we're at the top you know we're at the in you know point of the of our goals and stuff is the journey and trying to, and that's why I try to remind myself too, you know, even starting off, you know, podcasting, you know, two and a half years ago to where I'm at now and seeing the growth there. It's like looking back, I, I watched some old clips and I'm like, damn Alvin, you came along with like, I always been posting like on my Instagram, like throwbacks and stuff. And I'm like, he came a long way you know do you ever have those moments too like where you look back at some of like either maybe like you know music you've made or maybe pictures or anything like that and you're just like man wow i came a long way and getting those small victories and learning to celebrate them absolutely um yeah um a hundred percent there's there's a lot of times where i'll go back and reference things in the past and it's weird like a lot of people ask like when did it happen when did things change but i go back and listen to stuff in the past and like i don't even know how i was even able to make those mistakes or some of those things like because it's always so different the decisions i make now versus what i make early in my engineering um so 100 percent, i definitely go back and just celebrate that progress listen to that old stuff like i got stuff back from like you're talking about when i first started in arkansas i still have all those records <laughs> and they they're not the best records but i go back and just like you know get a little humble pie real quick but okay remember them humble beginnings real quick man mm. get back to work <laughs> <laughs> yeah my humble beginning is uh, i keep the cell phone that i had and it was my first time i, I recorded a podcast it was another mm -hmm. show that i had and i mean if cell phone don't work i keep it in my junk drawer and <laughs> my like <laughs> kitchen or something but i look at every now and then like you recorded your first podcast on the cell phone sound like complete dog shit because like you know like i'm up close to the phone and i'm talking you can hear like me breathing like <laughs> trying to catch my breath i was going so fast <laughs> i was so nervous but 
it's a symbol that I always keep where I'm like, man, remember where you came before you had the equipment and the light and all that stuff and a little bit following that you have, you know, like you start here on your phone in your kitchen <laughs> like on Podbean, man. you know, which Podbean isn't even that big of a thing anymore. But like, <laughs> just those are my like, those are my like small victories that I, or humble pie, I should say, or I go back like, ooh. Alvin, you've improved a lot. <laughs> you need that though. You need to you need to kind of reference the past to, to appreciate your present sometimes, you know? hundred percent It's always good to have little little things to go back just to check like where am I at today? You know. And and speaking of present, like you referenced a, a little earlier that you're on was hundred and thirteen weeks straight, right? hundred and thirteen weeks straight, yeah. I've, yeah. Uh, I've been uh, working on I was actually um trying to start Week one twelve was supposed to be the start of me going live on TikTok, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, got banned for for something. And I guess there were comments that were supposed to be deleted, and I was we were in the middle of a jam session. Like I was making beats, I had my artist singing behind me. Mm-hmm. So I do have to say I need some mods. So anybody who wants to come help me out, mod mm-hmm. the uh, feed on my TikTok, uh, mm-hmm. come check me out. But otherwise. Yeah, I've been doing it for 113 weeks this week. Um, I'm starting to do it live on TikTok. It's crazy how it happened because there was a certain time where I was putting out, I had everything pre-made weeks in advance. Like, oh yeah, we're good, we're good. And then it got to a point where I got so tired of that little bank that I had and I started making them fresh weekly. And sometimes I was late. I was like, oh, it's Saturday. I got to release it today. And I had to take a few hours to whip something up real quick. And um it's wild because like after six or seven weeks of that consistently, I had like one week where there was three different events where somebody called me to make something like on the spot. And if it weren't for all that training that I'd done those previously, those previous 10 weeks, you know, I call it training, but it was just like <laughs> accidental train. It was like accidental training. Um, so, but it worked out, you know? Um, and I feel like sometimes when you do, something consistently you can't help but get better at it oh man amen to that man amen to that that's so true and uh, i want to ask you on some current projects that you're currently working on with some uh, artists and you shouted out a few earlier uh what what can uh, all your fans and my peeps expect and new audience from your current projects that you're working on so yeah i've dropped uh instrumental albums in the past i got two of them on all platforms um you could look me up lf3 on apple music spotify amazon music um all social media platforms we'll make sure put that in description (laughs) (laughs) i got um week 104 in the flower ceremony of previous albums and what i got coming up is more instrumental music eventually i think i'm slowly moving to stop releasing on the social media maybe start releasing straight to platforms um but in the meantime i do have a secret project coming up with vocals on it um because I've been doing this long enough and I have these, these crazy talented artists around me that are literally picking up beats from the first 20 weeks and making gems out of them. So now it's time to show them all to everybody, you know, like the, the crazy collaboration. Um, and man, it's, it's going to be an amazing showcase. You know, I have a dream in the future one day as a producer to be able to perform my beats live on an MPC and then just bring out all the artists and then perform live while they're performing live. I feel like that'd be a crazy event. Oh, man, I could I could picture it now. I'm a very visual person. I could see you now just killing it, man. You just making your beats and then the crowd just roaring like almost like a like like rolling loud festival. I could see something like that, you know, like oh man, like and and something could be done. I could make something in as little as two minutes sometimes. So like something new can be made on the spot. You know, mm-hmm. we just riff for like 10 minutes and just see what happens. Like, yeah, that'd be a show in itself. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I really enjoyed about like you posting on social media was seeing the process, the progress of you making, you know, the beats and everything. Like I was watching a couple of your videos on TikTok before, you know, all that happened. And and uh, I was like, wow, like you're going and actually showing, the, you know, the audience, like, you know, how you're processing this and how you're making it, like everything, like the behind the scenes stuff that most people probably wouldn't even know or see. So I don't think that's pretty cool. Mm. Absolutely. Now, and, and man, one of the things I do have to highlight though, about, uh, about this, this path that I'm on is like, 
you really have to believe in yourself when you're going forward with some of these things that you do when you, you know, it, it's one thing to work doing something you love, but it's another thing to do something you love and know that you deserve to be there. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So a lot of times I used to have an issue with something called um, imposter syndrome where um, I had done all these great things at a point in my career, but it was hard to believe that. I deserved to be there that I earned it. Mm. And uh, I did a lot of searching as time. And I just didn't start getting a, a handle on this. Now I remember I was, I was talking to a therapist. I do therapy. Um, I don't think anything's wrong with therapy, you know, not at all. Congratulations Mental. on that too. Thank you. Thank you. Mental strength is, is a great thing. We go to the gym for strength. You know, sometimes you can see a therapist for a little extra mental strength too. So <laughs> I, I remember I was trying to come to this imposter thing and he, he asked me something crazy one day and he's like, uh, well, it's not, it's crazy to me, but it's so simple. He's like, do you celebrate your success? And I was like, yeah, I celebrate my success. Of course, you know, whatever. Did you give him that pause? <laughs> Did you give him that long pause? Too? Like, yeah. I celebrate and, he, my success. <laughs> and then that's, that's when the follow up. Yeah, exactly. So the follow up question happened. He's like, well, what does it look like? And I was like, oh, you know, I, I go out and have some food have have a have a drink you know and thinking listen back to that answer now it's like yeah i go out and do basic survival stuff that's how i celebrate <laughs> <my system. laughs> really, like, like i go out i breathe i eat yeah, I, <laughs> I drink <laughs> <laughs> but then like he questioned me on that and he's like he's like the reason why i ask is celebrating your successes is one of the the first ways of getting out of imposter syndrome and i was like whoa so like along this journey of what I've been doing now is I really do celebrate my successes. I really do uh, give myself the credit. If I'm dropping an album, I'm doing a release party. I don't care if it's instrumental. And, and the crazy thing, the more in album releases I do, the crazier the attendance gets and the more amazing the musicians are that are there. So I'm going to keep doing that because I want to show people that it is normal to celebrate your success. It's okay to be really good at what you do and then also appreciate yourself for it, you know? So uh, in the journey of what I've been doing, it's a, a lot of just making sure I'm aware of what I'm capable of. Um, and, you know, a lot of times people could take that one way or another, but we forget. And what we were saying earlier is about going back and checking those earlier projects. Sometimes we forget those things. We got to remember our progress, you know, and, and really validate the fact that we do deserve to be where we are because look at where we started that's so true that's so that reminds me of a conversation i had real early on in my podcast journey with a uh, chapala not amazing amazing singer i mean she was a nominated <laughs> vocalist you know on a uh, ton mm -hmm. alexa's album so shout out to her and uh she said something similar to that where she like would never like celebrate like any of her accomplishments at all just keep going next one next one next one next one and she said it wasn't until like recently at least to that point me and her uh were talking where she said she just started to really like sit back and, and you know oh man let me you know cheers you know for for this and, and oh i just dropped this new music video you know and now she's starting to do it. and she was basically just paraphrasing but she's saying just how it's really have changed her life for the better that mm. she's doing that instead of just constantly just being on the grind and kind of go, got to go, got to go, you know? So I applaud you a hundred percent for that. And thank you too for opening up about therapy. I know that's a, it's a big topic for um, a lot of men that, you know, some are comfortable talking about it. Some aren't, but I'm well, one of them. That you know, I, I, oh, I'm, I think it's interesting um, that there's always a negative association with the, the phrase mental health. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and it's weird because like, we go to the gym right we go to the gym and we train but never we do we say we're there for health training mm, you know that's 100 we say yeah. we're there for strength training well that that's yeah. still uh, you're 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 training for something of strength you know yep, what I'm saying? Yep. but like why do we say when we go do things that 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 better our our mental state why do we say it's it's we're working on our mental health not our strength it sounds like we're doing something pretty strong to me mm-hmm and that is that's that's powerful right there. Yeah, I'm gonna start saying that, you know, more often like working on my mental strength instead of just yeah, you know, mental I actually just posted <laughs> on my yeah. Instagram about mental health. Uh one of those throwback clips that I posted uh Thursday with uh with Jeremiah. We were that was such a good episode because he he went he went through it, man, in life and he the way he, to see him like 
turn all around and things he's doing mm-hmm. now. I mean, it's amazing. But yeah, he was like hospitalized how bad his depression was getting in and uh mental and now seeing where he's at now it's just amazing he's inspiring so many people so it's it's so cool and that's a message to all my peeps that you can beat what you're going through and i'll say beat because like he made him talk like you didn't beat anything or didn't win really and but you learn how to you know deal with it and cope with it and also heal from it and stop the ending cycle he's like me and him talking like it was like a cycle you'll be all right for a while then boom then you're all right around then boom yeah and you know and i even as myself you know i struggle with mental health my whole life you know so and i think it was really until like maybe three or four years ago three years maybe where i really started like trying to do more mental healing and being more open to things like a therapy like i mean i've talked to my sister plenty of times and she's really into like chakras and energies and and stuff like so like it takes that step to be like acceptance stuff i say Mm. to be like all right maybe i don't know you know or i can't handle all this maybe you know i'm saying like i need to hold myself accountable if i really love like you know my people that my life and everything that i need right. to help myself i need to become better you know because mental health is so real it's taken so many men i mean the suicide rate for men is just oh man it's it's heartbreaking you know just extremely heartbreaking and i had to get to the point in my life where i was like i don't want to be like that because i've been down that road and it's not a good road so um yeah see i, I just turned this yeah, whole no, podcast into no, no. mental you know so that's like no it's, it's true man no, a yeah. lot of a lot of creatives and people in the positions that we are like mm-hmm. i know they they see us front and center whether we're doing our podcast or our music and it's all out there but there's steps that get to the point i don't want to make it seem like it's impossible to get there because i feel like sometimes people give that same speech and it makes the goal seem impossible to reach yeah um but the steps are simple like look at sometimes when you just like really analyze what the problem is you find out what the solution is and it's not really that bad like for example the imposter syndrome celebrating your successes you know something so small mm-hmm. like the more you ramp up your self-love and, and appreciate what you're capable of a lot of those other little things that you deal with in the mind you start to really see what they what they actually are and and, and you realize your self-worth at the end of the day 100 percent. and another thing like the piggyback <clears throat> off that is sometimes you find like the root of like why you feel this way, you know, like mm-hmm. when you really start opening up and peeling, like I said, peeling the layers, peeling, like peeling the layers, peeling it. And you figure out like why not all the time, not for everyone, but at least and, you know, I did, you know, where it was like, why? And sometimes it goes back to childhood things you were instilling you, or sometimes it may even be beyond that. You know, like I've talked to one guy, he was like, like generation generations like of men's men's mental health and like i mean i remember he was saying like like his great-grandfather grandfather and his father all committed suicide by the mm. time by the time they were like 36 somewhere around their 30s and he was like approaching 33 so he was like kind of just you know like worried like why is that you know and he started going to therapy and he started really looking to it and you know come to find out like there's like a medical condition behind like his family that goes back in generation to generation that no one's ever treated no one ever known because you know men talking about their mental health was never really a big thing i mean it's still even to this day it's still kind of you know not it's embraced more now but it's still kind of for some men like it's hard to even discuss or even know where to go you know to get some help so i mean i'm, I'm glad i actually talked about that you know i know we didn't yeah, expect man. that but wow absolutely yeah like, yeah that's powerful man it's powerful that mental strength man you know mental- it's it's crazy like a lot like uh there's a lot of things that we're not really aware of that we've dealt with early on in our lives you mm-hmm. know that that caused the the effect later on um i think kind of like for me it makes me kind of aware as a as a parent like on the effects of what the way I carry myself and, and the things that my daughter witnesses out of me and how that affects her. I've become hyper aware of that. Um, actually, part of part of the reason why I'm in the music, you know, is, is I started learning that like as much as like us as parents want to see our kids happy, the kids nine times out of ten, actually ten times out of ten want to see their parents happy as well. It's the 100%. same exact thing. So like 
a part of what I try to do with my daughter or, or any kind of youth that I come in contact with is showing like, you know, you can do this. You, you are capable of, of making that happen. Um, you just got to put in the work at the end of the day, but that's anything that you got to put in the work. You know, you're going to get a job at McDonald's and there's a bunch of small things you're going to have to do before you even complete your job to clock out at the end of the day. Do you want to do those tasks or do you want to do the small tasks that lead to the other thing you love to do? Um, they all have small tasks to get to the point, you know, and, and the thing is, is like, and just, I'm just bringing up the idea about McDonald's, for example, like a person who never comes in and they're working for the first time, they're not going to know the gear in the restaurant and how to work everything until they get in there and take the job. So like, as far as like music and going for music, you're not going to know like what little services you need to do and what things you need to get yourself tightened up with until you just get in there. Like you have to make that mistake first sometimes. Oh, man, that speaks volume to just even my journey as a podcaster because like when in podcast was still kind of new when well not kind of but sort of new <laughs> when when i really like really wanted to jump into it, and this was like 2014 like 15 and it took me getting out my own way finally all the way until 2020 <laughs> when i really like started this journey and it's just like man why didn't i do that? but you have to go through that you know like and like when i started like i talked earlier I started with a phone, you know, <laughs> and, right. uh, you know, we all start somewhere and, you know, it's just, I could talk about that all in all, like just no the importance of just, you know, just trying, you know, and going after your goals and it's okay to mess up. You know, hell, I could look back at this, you know, 20 years from now and probably find every little mistake possible, but I oh, keep it going. <laughs> so, I have my own stories as well, but you know, the crazy thing about some of those mistakes is like, you only make them once, you know, mm -hmm. um, those those mistakes that I'm talking about that you need to make those those are the ones that you only make once you know mm -hmm. and then you learn a very valuable lesson at that point a hundred percent either either in a good way or a bad way you're gonna learn that lesson <laughs> no doubt no doubt so I want to um, ask you about your your um your company you know just be great and like I see you even got the shirt there that's awesome man oh yeah just but, be great oh yeah, let's let's talk about that like what was the you know the origin of it when when you decide you want to start it and what's the overall message you want your brand to represent man just be great um the brand actually started i remember whenever i built this room that i'm sitting in now um <clears throat> just be great is my brand it's turned into something completely different now um currently it started off as this location which is in my house actually and mm -hmm. i added this neon that you see behind me mm -hmm. um because i wanted um a very encouraging uh i wanted something encouraging to look at when i moved away from my computer when i turned around what did i want to see so if i'm sitting there working on my computer i'm exhausted i'm just grinding i'm just like uh, i turned around and then there's just that bright just be great flashing right in my face and flash forward to today i now have a second location i have a, a studio with my partner um at indie jams radio um, shout out to Indie Jams for always helping me out and keeping me straight with everything. Like going into this business, they've really, they've really made it, made it all doable. And, and I couldn't thank them enough for some of the small things they've done early on. Big but, shout out to um, you. Just, absolutely. Shout out to Indie Jams. Uh, at this point now, um, just be great. Started with that sign. And I remember uh, when I, when I created it, I wanted to do something that just felt great. I wanted something. I wanted people to just be the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to be any form of competition or try to be in, be in anybody else. I want them to just go out and be great. Like, I feel like that's an easy task for people to do. And it's a great thing when you see, you see it and it's like, man, yeah, I'll go do that. So uh, I remember um, it was actually on September 21st was the the night of um the time i created just be great the business and i thought it was funny because it it went with a lyric from um one of my favorite songs from earth wind and fire from the song september and i feel like just be great kind of encapsulates that whole quote there the lyrics that just came with it but it said do you remember the 21st night of september the night i created just be great wow and it says love was changing the minds of pretenders while chasing the clouds away and i I remember thinking the correlation with that and, and just be great going into the future and what I want just be great to be built on. 
mm-hmm. is I really want it to be a brand of love and just let people be the best version of themselves. Because at the at this current moment, I am the um I guess spokesperson, the face of just be great. And those are all things I'm currently aspiring to do for myself at the moment is to just be great, you know, share love. Love is an amazing, amazing emotion. And when you share it with individuals and and it's, it's a very needed and very necessary interaction. I will say that. Really is. And congratulations to on for one starting and also just seeing where you're at now. Like say you guys in your house, you got another location. Like that is so, so cool. What are some goals that you have for just be great? Like by the end of this year, I guess since we're already halfway through it, what's some goals that you have for it? So my goal as a producer, I love my production, doing my production. That's where my focus is mainly. Um, but by having a studio, uh, I want to make it a place where new engineers can come and learn and give them a space that they could use. Like if you're an uh, a upcoming engineer and you're interning with Just Be Great and you have clients, but you don't have a place to bring them, mm-hmm. you could book them at the studio, use the gear we have and start getting paid in that same moment. And, and I'm going to try to be there to coach you through it too. Because honestly, I feel like as you go up in anything in life, you never lose responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You just continuously gain more. The only thing that changes is you're able to give people that information and allow other people to do those things. So where I'm currently going as an engineer going in heavier to production, I'm trying to find the next person I could teach to do the engineering, to, to take all the lessons I have, all these things. And the crazy thing about it is like, I could take that information and share it with anybody, but it doesn't guarantee that they're going to be hundred percent the full package. Because a lot of times what I say in this industry is what we do on a daily basis, 5% of it's technical. And as an engineer, uh, podcaster, all different things have the other, this other percentage is, is a different set. For me, I would say it's my ears is 15% of my job. Mm. But a massive 80% of my job has to do with how well I get along with people. So as future engineers, people coming up in the industry as a producer, whatever, the key to anything you do is just being personable, being that person that people can relate to that people can talk to confide into that they enjoy being around overall because if nobody it doesn't matter how talented you are nobody likes you um nobody's gonna want to work with you 100 100%. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. and you dropping some gems today man for real. <laughs> like, man it's so cool man i was looking great. forward to it man you got me going you asking great questions and you got me got me really thinking about i mean it's a great conversation i've been looking forward to this me so. too man thank you again so much for being on people's choice podcast of course you got support from me all my peeps for basically for life man because like i said once you're part of the family you're you're in <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> i i just got uh just got a few more questions these are like okay. my uh staple questions and uh, then we'll wrap up here. So one of them I like to ask is like hidden talents, because like, you know, we see our talent in full space, especially, you know, in your line of work, you know, mm. and it's so important. But sometimes people don't know, like, you know, what else that you may be, you may have in your, you know, your bag of tricks or something else that you may also be passionate about. So I want to ask, do you have any uh, hidden talents that you don't mind sharing with me and all my peeps? To not go music related, something that's not music related is what I want to answer on. And it wasn't just till recently, um, a few years back, is I actually developed a bit of a green thumb. Mm. I love plants now. Like plants are, it's interesting to see something go from seed to full plant to flowering or fruiting and all these kinds of things. Like a lot of times with plants, it just takes patience and a little bit of attention and that's how you'll bear fruit and flowers. And, and I think in, in music and a lot of other things in life, like you kind of see the relationship that plants have with that. And, I, and whenever I found out the process and, and tried it a few times, like I just became um, just, just mesmerized by the whole process and how adaptable they are and how much we relate in the same way. Humans are very adaptable. Mm-hmm. So I love the relationship we have with plants. And that's, that's my little hidden talent is I got a little green thumb, man. I can uh, grow all kinds of the stuff. green thumbs. All right. <laughs> What, what's, your, what's your favorite thing that you have planted so far? So um, I got these plants uh, called Desert Rose. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're desert plants. And actually, 
man, they like to be dry. So like watering them, you really don't have to dry them much. Like the maintenance is insanely low, but the amount of flowers, if you, if you keep them happy, like I got a couple of them that are just beautiful. Like, um, that's one of my favorite plants. I also have Jasmine, um, that I love. I have a couple of Jasmine that actually I bought that died. They were dying when I bought them. And if you saw them now, you'd be like, there's no way that thing was ever dying at any point in life. But no, like you just, you pick them up. A lot of the plants I have uh, that I've planted around, around my house are all plants that were once in bad shape. And I just mm. doctored them up and put them out in the yard. And that's awesome. I wish I would have known you like six years <laughs> ago. Cause I, I try to plant this jade plant and uh, yeah, it just not work. Cause my mom has like a green thumb and uh, she's big into plants. And my grandmother was, my rest her soul. And uh, <laughs> it just skipped me. Like, I think it went to my <laughs> sister. <laughs> and it was just, uh, <laughs> but that's so cool, man. Uh, you know? And yeah, I just learned something new too. Cause I'm, when you said that, I'm like thinking like, man, like, what kind of plant like the desert's always hot you know i am uh, that's yeah. what i was originally thinking and when you're telling me how that you know they're low maintenance and you know how they, they grow i'm like wow see, I, I didn't even know that and they could even tolerate um cold temperatures uh to a certain degree because the desert isn't hot 24 hours you know once it gets night the desert gets actually kind of cold uh. Uh, see, so, I, gotta, I gotta travel more, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm in North Carolina. We don't we don't got too much desert, at least that I know of. <laughs> we don't in Florida either. It's just one of like I know some, I know of the space and whatnot. So gotcha. like, knowing about the flower and, and and the stuff it's capable of being that it's from those conditions, you just kind of put two and two together, you know. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, another one, like I know we, we talked a little bit about, uh, I'm going to put your socials in, but uh, where can all my peeps and new audience find you on uh, social media? And I'm going to try to send a video, not just social media, but also like you, to get your merch or any music or, or newsletter if you have, where can all of them find it? And I'll make sure I put all the links in the description of the video. So yeah, most of everything can be found on my uh, social media. Uh, my Instagram is real, R-E-A-L dot lf3 real dot lf3 and i have my link tree in there with everything included that you would need to find my beat stores on there um i'm on beatstars lf3.beatstars.com um yeah most of everything you can find on the socials i'm on tiktok as well uh slightly different screen name real r-e-a-l underscore lf3 so real underscore lf3 over there and um, that's that's where you can find me on streaming platforms. I go by just simply LF3. Um, you can find me on all platforms. And if you can't find me on there, hit me up and I'll see what's going on. We'll figure it out. All right. That is awesome. <laughs> and uh, just my my last question is uh, it's gratitude based because like that always like I've mentioned that with every guest I have just that's what keeps me grounded. That's what keeps me going is uh, just being you know thankful and grateful for people in my life or things I have that, you know, situations I was able to overcome and things. So I wanted to ask you though, like, what are three things that you're grateful for in your life currently? And if it's more than three, that's, that's cool too. But I think three would be definitely perfect for LF3. You know, like, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I like told you, man, you, like have the, you have the coolest <laughs> name, man. I swear. <laughs> so I, I think I kind of got to put it into, into categories. Um, you know, uh, I think family is definitely one of the things, you know, my daughter, among all things in the family related, but my daughter's at the top of that. But, you know, my mom's always holding me down, brothers being there for me, you know, my daughter, obviously, family is a huge help and something I'm very grateful for. And, um, you know, aside from that, uh, number two, I would have to say, uh, my music is something that I'm very grateful for to have back, you know, in, in the way that I'm doing it now. Mm. Um, never realized how important it was and, and what I'm doing now is where I'm supposed to be doing all this time. So that's, I'm grateful for that. And I think um, last, you know, I got to be thankful, you know, God for, for putting me in the position to be where I'm at now, you know, uh, I'm a little kid from Arkansas and it's nothing short of a miracle to get to the point in life where I'm at right now. So yeah, made a long way from Luxor. <laughs> yeah. Last but not least, a hundred percent. God for putting me here. Um, 
you know, I, I didn't see it all panning out the way it did, but he, he had a plan and uh, looks like I'm falling into it. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. LF3, thank you so much for being a part of the People's Choice podcast. And we touched on so much. I mean, we even threw in some great gems, man. This is definitely one of those episodes that I think many people can go back and listen to over and over again. And I appreciate you so much for everything you've done for me, brother. And uh, any last like message you would love to give to all my peeps or any people that you would love to shout out to before we wrap up? Um, Stay hydrated and be great. <laughs> that is so true man that's so important <laughs> that is so important for real make sure you're hydrated and be great that's a great sign off right there lf3 ladies and gentlemen i appreciate you Doug. i appreciate it great interview you did amazing it was it was absolutely a pleasure thank you so much and thank you thank you for being a great guest and all the compliments and much success much great vibes and prayers and wishes for you my brother let's go definitely man you have a great one brother you too man appreciate you